Are you ready to open your private practice this summer and make the leap into entrepreneurship? Introducing Make the Leap, our new offering by the Successful Nurse Coaches. Make the Leap is a four-month group coaching program that is designed to help you create your first paid client. Join our experienced lead coaches, Sean and Amy, as they guide you through the Successful Nurse Coach Method, helping you create your first paid client in 30 days or less. Not only will you get access to our course that teaches you all the things on how to create clients in a non-icky way, will also be personalized mentorship, weekly group calls, and actionable steps to launch your business from just beginning into the Paid Coach Club. Since we are not running new mentorship groups this summer, we didn't want to leave those of you who are ready to begin hanging out in space waiting for the next group to start. This group is a great way for new coaches who have yet to begin their coaching practice or for coaches who have five paid clients or less. This is the most affordable way to work with our team. So be sure to check out the link in the bio. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Welcome to another episode of the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something that is really fun to talk about. It's a seemingly kind of shallow thing that has really deep parts to it. And we're going to explore all of those parts with you today. So one of the things we hear from our clients is, Laura, I I just need to get organized. Like, I'm feeling really unorganized. We hear this over and over and over again. And we began to realize that feeling unorganized can be a form of resistance. Feeling unorganized can be a lot of things. And sometimes it can be that you just need to Velcro your butt to the chair and organize your shit and handle it. That can be it too. Um, But we're going to dive deep into what this means so that you can maybe have a little more self-awareness when your brain says, oh, I want to work on my business, but first I have to get organized. Um, Shelby, you said earlier, as we were talking about this episode, you're like, man, I have a hard time with empathy around this because I just didn't experience this. And I think that's beautiful. Mm. Like, Tell us more about how you as the coach, what comes up for you when people say this. Yeah. Way to out me, Laura, but that's all right. I will own this because <laughs> it's true. It's true of well, like, it's awesome I, that I, you don't have it. Yeah, it is. I found resistance in a lot of other ways. This, this just like, didn't, didn't make my radar. I found, I promise I found my own resistance, but for being organized was, Honestly, I didn't know it was a thing until I started working with other coaches that I started to see that I started to see this trend. And I think it is or it wasn't a form of resistance for me because I like the creative flexibility that comes with being unorganized. I also mm-hmm. like to know where things are, right? I like to be clean. I like to like be able to find stuff on my computer, you know, that sort of stuff gets me excited, but it's also not going to keep me up. 
at night. Like that stuff can always wait until tomorrow. It's, it's, it's not going to totally wreck my day if I'm not completely organized in real time. Um, so usually for me, this plays out in like, I'm looking around at my office right now and I go on like a deep cleaning purge, like once every 20 days. Like it just like all piles around me, all my mm. mad, mad creative ideas. I got like freaking to-do lists out the wazoo. I got stuff taped all over the walls. I look like a crazy person. And then, and then I'll be like, oh, I'm unorganized. And I'll literally take 20 minutes, clear it all out and start fresh. So like this feeling of unorganized mm. doesn't necessarily get in my way. And I also really just love messy action. With messy action, I feel like that's where my growth mindset really thrives. And um, also, Laura and I were talking about right before we started recording, that I think that I particularly thrive sometimes in being unorganized so that if something goes wrong, I have something to blame it on, which is like the the other side of the coin here. Um, usually that doesn't happen. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm probably an organized, unorganized person. Um, but for me, it gives me just enough wiggle room to be like, meh, if it completely blows up, it's not my fault. <laughs> I can shove it off on something else, which is <laughs> a very ego protective way to like not own your, your BS. So fully aware of that. But, um, yeah, this has been really interesting. And, and I say that I have a hard time feeling empathy around it just because I haven't, necessarily experienced it on a visceral level the way I see my clients do. But at the same time, this has caused me to get insanely curious on like, why do you feel disorganized? What's actually going on? Like I have outsourced this problem to other coaches even uh, to help me better understand what's actually going on when my clients bring this up. Because just because I didn't go through it doesn't mean I don't want to help people through right. through what this this actually is. Um, so, Laura, did you did you experience this at all? Was or feeling unorganized a, a thing for you? Yes, more so than you. But I, what I love about your story right there of doing the deep purge every twenty days and identifying as an organized, a disorganized person, in that sense, that's a really healthy definition. You have a feeling about being unorganized, and then you take an action, and it freaking resolves it. So that's like a very healthy surface level, um, right? Like it's at face value. We can definitely let our lives get messy and then crave order and organization to feel better. And then in a healthy world, that's what you would do. You'd get to a certain level of discomfort. You'd take an afternoon and handle it. And then you'd come back to baseline. So I want to use your example as a healthy solvable problem of disorganization. You take action to organize and therefore you feel organized. Um, for me, I would feel unorganized when I had too many projects at once, um, when I was in perfectionistic mode. So if if I'm in perfection mode, then I'm constantly in idea creation, like creating ideas, which then feels overwhelming and feels unorganized because I can't sit down and begin to, to pick one and move forward. So for me, disorganization can really be a form of um, postponing decision-making because the fear of making the wrong decision. So mm -hmm. I, it's definitely deeper than that. And most people in my life would call me pretty organized. 
but I do the same. I think I change my office every three months and just move some pictures around, maybe move my desk by like six inches to give it a, a fresh sense of new. Every three, four weeks, I'll do the deep clean on my desk to feel organized. But we have clients who they come to the calls every week and that's their number one. I just feel so unorganized. I just feel so unorganized. Um, and that's where we begin to look at it. Is it, it's a form of resistance, but where is it stemming from and how, how do we tackle it as coaches? So for me to sum it up, it was perfection. Perfectionism is really what I think made me feel unorganized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And perfectionism is a really big theme in our community as well. We have a lot of recovering perfectionists. Mm -hmm. So I know, I know your story will land with, with folks listening here. Um, and I think that it can be helpful to kind of have like a, a flow chart. We all know flow charts uh, of sorts to, one, so you can check in with yourself to see if it's resistance or it's real. Um, and then you have a, a way to check in with your clients as well. So I think that real disorganization comes from like going on vacation and not and, and not working. So you're like not in touch with the day-to-day -day operations of your business. And that can like leave you feeling a little unorganized. If you're in a big transition, like Laura's about to go through a giant move. I've moved across the country since starting my practice, it's very, it's like uprooting one, your whole life. And then it just feels disorganizing. It's not really, I could open up my laptop at any yeah. moment and, and be just as plugged in as I was at my old house. But something about moving lends yourself to feeling disorganized, your whole house is in boxes and we can honor that for what it is. Also, I think being out of routine. So if you're someone that thrives on routine, like Laura and I both do, then being out of a routine can be tough. Um, for instance, like I just recovered from being sick for like two and a half weeks and I felt disorganized because I hadn't been at my desk in like five or six days. And it's not that I'm actually disorganized. It's just that I'm out of routine. I can jump back into my routine at any time. Mm -hmm. And then Laura, do you mind talking about this one with the like with being self-employed and creating boundaries? Because it gets blurry real quick. Oh, it gets so blurry, you guys. So um, if you're working from your home, then there's the boundaries of when you're working, when you're not working. And you don't have to clock in. I mean, if you have client calls, those are great because those are things you can't be late for. They're in your calendar. You have to show up and do a specific task at a specific time, um, and that will build some structure. But if you're just starting out and you don't have a whole lot of client calls, and then you have blocked off on your calendar, you're going to work from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. one day on your business, and you go sit down at your desk with four open hours and no plan, Um that feels unorganized because you don't know what to do next. Um, and your brain will do all sorts of funky things in trying to be comfortable. And one of them is, I need to organize my laptop. I need to organize my office. I'm going to go to Staples and spend $100 on weird stuff to make my brain feel more organized in my office because honestly, I just don't have any structure for my day. So I feel like we have to pre-create structure and then go do the things we say we're going to do regardless of how we feel. And that promotes a sense of organization over time. Um, because if, if a jobby job, you clock in, 
you go to huddle, like there's these things in your day that are non-negotiable that you have to show up on time and do the task. And as a new being newly self-employed, there's so much openness that it can you can start to swim in it and feel unorganized. Yes. I remember you used to say this phrase all the time of like eat the frog. Just like declare the uncomfortable thing in your day and then go do it, check it off your list and be done. And in the beginning, you have so much time, especially if you're not working, like if you get to have coaching be just your full-time thing right out of the gate, like Laura and I both essentially did, you kind of don't have a lot <laughs> to do. Um, you could definitely do everything you needed to do every single day, probably within two to three hours max. And I remember yeah. I would sit at my desk and scroll Facebook for like six hours and call that a work day. Like that's not that. And then I would save the things that were <laughs> uncomfortable for like the last 30 minutes. I would cram them in all at the end. And um, so, I mean, I still got it done, but I could have just like done the thing, scrolled Facebook for 30 minutes and then like gone and done something fun with my day and not sat and pretended that I did work. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so those are... Can I ask you a question really quick, yeah. Shelby? Because we see different types of clients. We see clients who work full-time, have two small children, and start a business successfully. Yeah. Okay. Which ha they have literally six hours a week or eight hours a week total. And then we see um, nurses who don't have kids, don't have a job, who have 40, to 40 hours or more a week. Um, feel unorganized and like they don't have enough time. So there's this disconnect with reality and with the feeling. Um, and and I found sometimes that the the less time that people have to dedicate to coaching, the more willing they are to use those hours for the right activities because they have to, right? Have you seen that too? Yeah. And I think that, oh, what's the saying? It's like why you can't is why you must. So like yeah. these these nurse coaches that we support that have really full lives and might not have a lot of support, they they are uncomfortable, right? They are so uncomfortable that they will do anything to move. When you have a lot of time and there's nothing, I'm trying to think of a, of of some hard examples while being protective of our clients. Um, but like, there's like certain stressors in your life, right? So like small kids is one finances is another having a support system, whether it be like coach, partner, family, friends. I feel like those are the three big ones that we, we coach around. And like, I, I see that just one of those often doesn't make you uncomfortable enough that it has to be like a combination if not all three that I that's where I see people have the craziest results is because they need more time in their life and they need more finances to get more support so they're just like willing to run through the fire to get it Right. There, there's not there's not room to be unorganized. Yeah. They don't even have time to think about being unorganized. And sure, the what I'm describing comes with its own set of challenges that might be more complicated than feeling unorganized. But I 
what I hope that people take away from this is that there is a lot of choice in how you show up here. Like being disorganized is a solvable problem. It's the feeling of being organized that our clients and us desire. There's a feeling there. Like if, if you imagined your life perfectly organized, I'm about to move. So I'm literally like scripting how it's going to feel when all of my junk drawers are no longer drunk drawers and all of the underwear that I have in my underwear drawer that have a tear are torn out or like are thrown out and I have only perfect underwear in my underwear drawer. Like that feels so good. Like my life will be organized. Like all these little far reaching tentacles of my life is going to be organized. And what's the feeling that I get when I walk myself through it? It's grounded. It's my nervous system feels safe and I feel clear. And that's the the state I think that we're searching for when we can we continuously say I'm just so unorganized I'm just so unorganized. Um, it's because we're craving this this state of feeling organized. Um, so it's real, but we get to we get to really tease it out, don't we? Like it's just, it's just an opportunity to see that that high level. It's because I'm unorganized, and it's actually the deep level is I deeply seek a feeling of peace. I think, and a really important piece that you mentioned there is the part about nervous system regulation and like using you as an example here, Laura, of like how you felt unorganized when perfection, like perfection. Oh my gosh. Words. When perfect goals were the measure (laughs) of success. And if we couldn't meet them, then it left us feeling or left you feeling disorganized. And like, we're not experts here on nervous system stuff. Laura and I have done our own work here quite a bit. Um, So we'll plug in a resource for you guys at the bottom if you're curious about this. Um, But I find that organizing can be a way of putting off scary things because your brain is seeking comfort, right? Your brain is trying to regulate before it does the scary thing because you're already on a shaky foundation. So I think that in the beginning, I was able to do uncomfortable things because I knew I was going to come back to like a relative normal state. But with when you're on a uh, an activated nervous system, it's hard to know that because you've probably not yeah. been in a regulated state very often. And good news team, there are so many things you can do to support your nervous system. I have never seen nervous system work more mainstream than it is right now. Um, but it, like if I see someone who comes to the call for more than two weeks being like, I just need to get organized. I just, I feel so unorganized. And then I ask them about their disorganization and they're not like really able to tell me about it. They can't quantify it. They can't qualify it. Or if they can, and then I give them homework to feel more organized or we come up with a, we co-create a plan to feel more organized and then they don't do it for like three months. That to me is like, red flag for resistance, red flag for nervous system work. It's just like something's not adding up, right? And you, most of the time, especially with nervous system work, you can't push somebody through that. Like there's there's actual, actual deeper healing that needs to happen first before they're able to move through it. Right. So if, if it takes longer than two weeks to get organized, we can just call it resistance. And, yeah. and then we can explore the deeper part of where that's coming from. Um, because the brain is always going to seek comfort. It's what it does. It's always trying to do that for us. And when you start a new business, 
as a new nurse coach, there's so much discomfort in that beginning process that it's going to find ways to to sabotage you and keep you comfortable. Um, so we can hit it from two directions. We can hit it from how do we make you feel more peace in your life in general so that when you do have to do the scary things, you can come back to that peaceful place. Um, or do we push you through it? Is it just acknowledging it, realizing that, hey, I'm actually not that unorganized. It's a feeling that I'm having and I'm going to do it anyway and it's okay. Um, and and either there's nothing wrong here. It's just how human brains work. And we just get a front row seat to the multitude of ways that the human brain tries to stay comfortable in this process of becoming an entrepreneur. Totally. Totally, totally, totally. A story <clears throat> comes to mind, Laura, of a client. Gosh, this was a while ago. This was probably two years ago. And it was in the beginning of our time working together. And she came to the call and she's like, I just need a list. I was like, okay, of what? <laughs> and she goes, I need a list of things to do so that my business feels set up. Right now, it doesn't feel set up. I don't feel official. This is actually like part of how our, our mm. business basics checklist was born, which you can find on our website under the new grad resource. But I gave her the list. She looked at the list and then she came to the call the next week and she's like, okay, turns out I didn't need a list. I'm just actually really scared to talk to people. I was like, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I, know, I know this is where we were going. And it actually developed into her having a really big fear of being told no or hearing a no or, or saying her price out loud and, and, and getting told a no. So I was able to support her, you know, through that. I think you actually, Laura, ended up giving her, she did a no challenge and she like proposed 10 times and got six yeses, which is just like freaking bananas. She she went out to get no's mm -hmm. to rip off that bandaid and she ended up creating a long list of clients. And I think that that's a really good example of someone who was using feeling disorganized just as like a scapegoat. Right. And I was able to challenge her and she was able to move yeah. through it. And there was a payoff at the end. And so sometimes it is that simple. Right. And and that's why working with a coach can be really helpful because Laura and I have seen this play out like a hundred, literally more than a hundred times by now. Like I, I we have like a sense <laughs> yeah. of where when to push you and when to to hold you in a little bit more tenderness. And and um it's so hard to do that on your own. Like it's just challenging, especially when you're yeah when you're new in all the ways. You know, you would always say just take messy action, and I love that term. That you're the first person that had ever that's the first time I'd ever heard that term, and it's like a way of being, right? To to take messy action, to take action before you're ready, to take action before every uh, perceived step, prior step is complete and perfect, um, because. I heard this from somebody the other day, half of our lives are in transition. So 50% of our life is in transition, transition in health, transition in jobs, transition in relationships, transitioning from mother to, to or from not being a mother to a mother, moving. And if our brain is always telling us, wait till you're, you're settled, wait till you're organized before you start, then 50% of our life, we we've created a thought pattern that says we don't have to do anything because it's not the right time. 
and um, messy action is the antidote to that. It's Mel Robbins, um, the five second rule. It's like having a thought. I'm going to call this client and see how they're doing and go and counting down five, four, three, two, and then just picking up the damn phone and calling him right there. And I've been a front row seat, Shelby, to you doing this. Like when we, when I fly out to Texas and we work for two days at the hotel <laughs> or in our, in our, your co-working space, we'll have a thought about something. And before I'm finishing the sentence, Shelby's already got her phone up and she's calling the person or messaging the person, or I'll just call this person. It's like this, this ability to take action in the mess because life is a mess. Right. Yes. It's a mess. Yes, yes, yes. And again, we can all thank my first coach for that term of, of messy action. It is, <laughs> I think, probably what was appealing for me to work with her in, in reflection, just because I have never felt like I have it all figured out. Like I didn't ever feel like the smartest person in school. I sure as hell never felt like the smartest nurse in my class. Like I just, but I did it anyway, right? Like I was, I was good enough <laughs> to, to, take care of people. <laughs> and, um, I think this, yeah, n now I don't even think twice. Right. And yeah, I'm trying to like quantify or qualify, or maybe I'm not even using the right word, but yeah, like there's not a hesitation at all in my mind of like, Oh, we have an idea. We want to host a retreat here. Let me mm -hmm. just message them and see how much it costs to see if like, it's even worth <laughs> entertaining that idea or, um, yeah, yeah. I can't, keeping a to-do list, if I write it down, it's likely going to take me seven days longer to do it rather than if I just do it in the moment Yes, and, and do it. Like if it takes less than 60 seconds, just freaking knock it out. Just do it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was like brilliant what you just said right there. Cause I want to take two different examples. What you just said is, um, oh, there's this retreat center and we should throw one of our retreats there. So you don't start making a list. Okay. Your first, your first thought is, okay, let me create a spreadsheet on Excel about all the steps to create this retreat. And then what I'll do is I'll spend two weeks and I will color code my Excel spreadsheet with my brand colors so that it's pretty when I look at it. And I'll go from A to Z and have it all figured out. And then I'll call the retreat center and find out that it's too expensive. Right. It's like it, and and there are certain personality types, mine included, that has been led to believe that the color-coded Excel spreadsheet is where success lies in creation, and it's not. It is in the messiest of action. It is making a it's making a post when you're waiting for your kids to in the dentist chair. Like I I remember kids were in the dentist, they, both of them at the same time. I had 20 minutes, and I took a messy picture of myself in the dental office and did a post and created clients, as opposed to making a spreadsheet with an organ organized plan of all my posts and the different topics. And like, we just overcomplicate the crap out of this business creation. And you're just such an example of no, or we could just like, you know, make the post or call the retreat center. Yeah. Um, it's just, I want to let that example be out there. <laughs> and, and on the other side of that, um, so over the past probably six months or so, Laura and I have been tasked with, with honing in what each of us are naturally good at. And Laura just said she really loves spreadsheets. And thank 
God, we are business partners. One, I didn't know that about Laura when we first joined up, <laughs> but thank God she loves spreadsheets because I can go on our Google Drive and anything I need to know is there because like, I think that we complement each other super well <laughs> in, in that way. Um, there's, there's space, there's totally space for both. And if we like really scale it down and scale it into, you're just starting out on your, fir- your first paid clients, you haven't made 10, 20, $30,000 yet you probably don't have that much to organize. If you don't have book calls on your calendar, you really don't have a business organizing anything. There's nothing to organize. Right. Um, your brain wants to feel a certain way and that's why you're being pulled into that organization mode. Um, and, and conversely, you know, I had just recently had a client that this was coming up for her and I, I challenged her and I said, she kept showing me her messy office. She'd like turn the Zoom camera and say, look at this. I got boxes. I got this. I got this. I got this. And I'm like, that would take you four hours. That whole office could be done in four hours. So why has it taken you three months to do it? And then she next day took video, like cleaning her a whole office and she showed up so much lighter. So for her, it was real. It was just like the encouragement of, okay, go handle the thing then. If this is an actual real, um, taking up bandwidth in your brain. Every time you go into your office, you all you do is a have a hundred list, hundred numbered list of things to do, then take care of them so that when you go into your office, it doesn't feel that way. So you start you start your workday feeling better. You know, that's valid, right? That's logical. That's okay too. And I hope through this that we start to talk you through what it can actually be and not just taking the feeling or the thought at face value of exploring it a little bit deeper. Especially I think that any thought that is repetitive is worth your time to get curious about. So if it's, I feel unorganized, I don't feel good enough, or this is too much, I'm too tired, um, kind of like any of those I am statements that are not empowering. One, if you're a client, please out yourself and tell us about it. (laughs) But if you're not yet, then write them down and just see if you can trend it. Like, I feel disorganized when ABC happens or I feel disorganized when I have to do outreach or make a Facebook post or connect with folks. Um, or I feel unorganized when, you know, fill in the blank. Um, usually I think it leads to like when we're hungry or tired or stretched too thin. Um, those are like really big common, common themes. Um, where else do we want to go with this, Laura? Anything else feel important? I mean, I feel like where we wanted to go with this is that <clears throat> to be aware of the the thought, I have to get more organized before I fill in the blank. Um, sometimes that's true. And if it's true, then prioritize doing the thing, organizing the room, making the, whatever it is you need to do. Um, but if it lingers or you find yourself feeling like you have to prepare to get prepared to prepare to get prepared – um, that's a place where challenge yourself and think about what is one thing you could do? What is one messy action that you could take that you could hear me and Shelby just cheering you on in the background? Um, most likely it's going to have to do something with being visible, talking to another human being or inviting or, or creating clients. Usually it's going to be somewhere in that realm that we're going to be cheerleading you for doing messy action. Um, but it's just something to be aware of and, and, outsmarting your own brain and creating new thoughts that are more empowering that bring you peace, even if you're in transition, even if your office is a mess. 
yeah, that's what I think that this episode was about. Um, this is in no way trying to pick on our clients that come to calls feeling unorganized. Um, it's, it's, it's a way, it's a thing, right? It's a thing we see. It's a big enough trend that we did a whole podcast on it. So um, we hope it helps. Yes. Please let us know what is landing for you, what is resonating. If we made you mad, I would also love to know about that too. You can come find us in our Facebook group, The Successful Nurse Coaches, and come check us out. And like I said, I'll I'll list some nervous system resources for you here at the bottom just to make sure um, if that's hitting something for you that you have a place to go. I don't want that to be an, a reason that you don't try. I, I want to make that super clear that like there's yeah. a way to there's a way to heal. There's a way forward. And if that that is like um, sparking some curiosity in you, I, I want you to feel fully resourced in that moving forward. Yeah. Thanks everyone for joining us. We'll catch you on the next one. Awesome. See you guys. Bye.